The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 354. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside my Italian meatball, Brian Altano. Hi, Greg. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Not bad. Thanks for filling in for Colin. Of course. Colin says his regards, everybody. He's unfortunately reviewing a JRPG, which means he has to stay sequestered at home. For years. For years, <laughs> just to make sure he gets through all of it and sees drippy nose and everybody else in these gosh darn games. Yep. He's got to get all the, the right swords and the magical yeah. war. You got to get the right runes. Yep. A big part of that. Get all the spells and the Cap- summons. You got to capture everybody. Find the secret entrance to the dungeon. All the dragons. Yeah. And, and then Lord, the, the twins die. Exactly. And if you run into the princess too early, boy, help you. Nope. Jeez just Louise. Just start from scratch. Yeah. Go back to Japan. Do not collect $200. And then there's a bunch of stuff that's a little questionable sexually. Because, <laughs> of course, it's JRBG. Is it a guy or a wolf? <laughs> Nobody knows. Man, that seemed really homophobic. How do you get away <laughs> saying that? Oh, that's I not cool. I think has boobs. That's not cool. Uh, and then in the ever-rotating third chair... Making a rare appearance in person, the one and only M-Dog, Mitchell Morgan. Hi, Greg. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, of, of course. course. Everyone knows uh, Mitchell Morgan. We trust him implicitly. If you didn't, for some reason, he is the man who made the Podcast Beyond soundboard app. I did that. He made the Bet Tracker app yes. that we refuse to use. We right. still just shout at you to remember <laughs> the remember all the bets, and you love it. Yeah, it's we tell awesome. you to, We tell you to drop out of school all the time and mm-hmm. just track our bets. Yep. That's sure. we do? No, don't do that. Well, Stay in school. Well, he's not listening. He's still very much in school. <laughs> For now. For now. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what, what grade are you in? I am uh, going in sophomore year of high school. Oh, high school. High school. That was no fun. Are you having fun? Yeah. Do the yeah. people there know that you're a big deal on Podcast Beyond? Um, I've heard stories of people who like go up to my friends and like, hey, you know that Mitchell Morgan, right? Like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, how does he have so many Twitter followers? <laughs> I, I don't know. Pump it, pimp it right now. What is it again? It is uh, at mdog2438, M-D-A-W-G. All right, great. Everybody's got to follow you. You do too much for us. Thank you. When, uh, when did you start listening to the show? Uh, I think it was four years ago. So like uh, episode one? Uh, no, it was like it was like <laughs> We've one. been on seven years. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. It was like uh, the episode where after Roper left, I think. Um, You're so, like, finally, that guy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was like right when the uh, Greg Miller, Ryan Clements, Colin Moriarty uh, era began. Era. Oh, wow. You got yeah. on a, a good time. I yeah. was talking about that. Well, 150. 150 was definitely our uh, coming out party, right? Of like, mm-hmm. we, Roper left the podcast and he left at like 118, I'll say. Teens okay. to 20s, right? Right. And then we had that time of like feeling it out where I'd never hosted the podcast or anything like that. And then we had brought in Colin, who had kind of been like a guest star for a while. And mm-hmm. then like feeling out the flow and like 
150 is where we were like, here's who we are. This is our logo. It's the first time we ever debuted the logo. Oh, really? I gave, I, I surprised Colin and Ryan with shirts with the logo on it. Like, here's a fun thing that we'll never sell. Wait a minute. So you guys didn't, you, we went from not having a logo to having branding on shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that's that? A, yeah, that's, that's great. That's, the Greg, that's how the Greg Miller mindset works. Oh, man. That's, <laughs> well, that's we're, a machine. We're a real thing now. Like it or not. <laughs> Here's all this crap for you. You know what that's I mean? That's what uh, Gordon Bombay did in The Mighty Ducks, right. basically. He was just quack, like... Quack. That movie was probably before your time. A little bit. Have little you not bit. watched Mighty Ducks? He's I more don't... of a Mighty Ducks 3 guy. Yeah. You've, you, but you've gone back and watched Mighty Ducks, haven't you, Mitchell? No, I don't think so. Oh, my Have God. Have you ever seen a uh, sports movie where a bunch of kind of rotund, down-and-out kids who aren't very good turn around to win the championship? No. Really? That's like That's every eat. sports well, movie, well, Mitchell well, Morgan. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen one with hockey and ducks, but I... <laughs> We're narrowing it down now. We're getting closer and closer to the real thing here. Hold on. Keep talking. You're you vamping a, you well. You got a text from Gordon Bombay. No, I, I always forget to dogs. put the lock screen on. Cause then, and then I can see it when we curse. Because we inevitably are going to screw up or off to leave we something. Curse? No. Okay. But I know it's going to happen eventually. It's also so that when we do the breakout segments, I know where to go. There's a young man here. I'm not going to curse. And his father's right there, and too. And his father's here, too. He's a star. He was on Podcast Beyond 300. Really? He was. Yeah, he has, he has a million Twitter followers now. Oh, yeah, more man. than his son. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Podcast Beyond <laughs> is IGN's PlayStation podcast. It's the number one PlayStation podcast in the world. Uh, a super... Thank you to all of you. In the month of July, Podcast Beyond was downloaded for the first time in one month more than one million times. What? Is that real? That's a real number. That's, That's a real insane. set. We've been hovering around 725 for a long time. What happened? And then in, we flipped what, over. Good shows, good headlines, I yeah. imagine. Uh, I think we, I don't even know. More people are sharing us, which is more important if you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, also, iTunes reviews, all that junk. Nice. Wow. We were out there being a contender. I think I was on an episode that month. That, it, well, yeah, you're obviously the most requested <laughs> editor to be on here, so don't worry about it. Um, and remember, we post this an MP3 every Tuesday on IGN.com, iTunes, your favorite podcast service. And then every Wednesday, we go up as a video on IGN.com, YouTube.com, slash IGN, and the IGN PlayStation 4 app, which, Brian, yes? is 100% free. It is. Wow. How do we how do we just give apps away like that? I That's know. crazy. And it's the app when you go to the the PlayStation store to buy it, the logo for it is me hugging Colin and pointing <laughs> at the sky and screaming. It still <laughs> trips me out when I'm on my PS4 and I'm going through the different apps and I see the IGN app, yeah. app and it's you two guys and I'm like that I know them. That's <laughs> Thank really God no weird. one else is making apps and that's that has to stay up. <laughs> yeah, cuz well, the the thing is I know you guys and it makes sense to me, but out of context I'd be like what? <laughs> what game is this? I know, right? Well, it's like when is you brothers. When you boil it down, really, like what would you, what could you put in an IGN ad on the PlayStation Network banner that isn't like just making it look like it's a video game, right? I know, like, I know, yeah. We're two idiots who talk about video games, so come. I mean, check yeah, us out. nailed it. So yeah. it, it makes perfect sense once you get it. But at first, you're like, I don't understand. Now, Mitchell. Yes. You like this show? I do like this show. I imagine it's because of our harebrained schemes and idiocy. Of course. I need have, I need everybody's help, listening and or watching. Stick with me. Okay, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. You remember at E3, yeah. we'd leave the convention center, and they had that painting they were doing of the PlayStation mascots on the boat crossing the Delaware. The greatness painting. Right. Yes. Greatness awaits. Yes, right, yes, right, yes. right. And they had the guy in the middle of it uh, that was just supposed to be every gamer. Right. PlayStation started this campaign. Are you aware of it? Yes, I am. I was not. <laughs> I stumbled into it watching Twitch videos this weekend. I was like, oh. And basically, you go, you go to this website, Brian. Yeah. And you get you get to choose your background. You choose who's on the boats, and then you ch you get to upload your own face to be in the middle of the boat and make your little graphic, your little your own painting starring you. Just your face? Yeah, just your face. So it looks terrible. Okay. I feel like a lot of people are going 
in a bad direction with that. Probably, but the mods are, I imagine, stopping it. It doesn't matter. But here's the thing. So the I make boat with butt face. <laughs> <laughs> I make, I go and I make my, I make myself, and uh-huh. I put Ellie on the boat, and I have all these fun things. I'm like, this is great, and Grim Fandango is rowing the boat. I'm like, ah, neato. That's awesome. And as I start to export it, one of my roommates is like, so that's that's cool. Like, you know, what are you gonna do if you win? And I was like, it's a contest. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what do you mean? If you if you win this competition, Brian, uh-huh. they are forced to print out your painting, your giant painting, and send it to you. Oh, vote for Buttface. And no, no, <laughs> vote for Greg is what we're saying here. And you win a PlayStation Four. You have like eight of those. <laughs> Thank you for being the negative Nelly, because this is what I did over the weekend. I shot it out. Everybody vote for me. Here's what we're doing. Uh-huh. When I win again, over a million downloads in the month of July. Yeah, you're everybody you're gets off the their lead. duff and goes to this bit.ly, it's bit.ly slash beyond painting, all lowercase. Okay. You vote for me. When I win, I give the PlayStation 4 to a Beyond listener and or viewer. See, this is what I'm doing. That, Think right, of it right now. Because I, I thought this through for a while. I, and once I found out it was a competition, and then once I started, you know, soliciting myself for votes. Yep. I was like, I am going to push someone out of the running, right? Uh, that could have won this on their own. However, I'm not pushing you out of the running. Chances are, you, listener, were not in the top 20, top 10, whatever, to get to this, right? Because it needs a lot of votes. You need to get put propelled out there. Actually, technically, what you did was you uh, you made it easier for a Beyond listener to win a PS4. Yes. You narrowed the numbers for Thank that. you. So if you just enter that contest on your own without any of the shit you are in this big You are in this big circle of you PlayStation and millions fans. millions of people, including Buttface and Ballhead. A lot of guys are there. <laughs> you got to beat them all. It's tough. Right. So, there, yeah, you're in this giant thing. Now we've but narrowed Craig, the pool just to IGN fans, <sighs> Beyond listeners. So this is the thing. I am playing for you. And I thought for a while, I was like, you know what? Maybe, Mitchell, I'll, I'll announce that I'm playing for someone, right? Like Bobby out there. Bobby, a good friend of ours, doesn't have a PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my best friend back home, he doesn't have a PlayStation 4. But then I was like, no, this isn't fair. I need to narrow it down to our pool of fans. Yeah. So once we win this thing, we give it away. So here's how confident I am that I'm going to win. I'm going to give you the rules on how to win the PlayStation 4 right now from <laughs> me. So I still have to win that competition. But here's how you win our competition. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, Podcast Beyond exists because we're all friends. Every one of us. We're, bo- we're bound by our love of video games, and we get to hang out. Mitchell shows up. It's like, oh, it's Mitchell. I know him really well. They also force us at gunpoint to do this show every week. I wish. No. <laughs> I wish anyone. No. I wish, wish there was like no, Podcast Beyond's burning on someone's brain here that <laughs> hey, much. Hey, with those numbers, they're going to start being like, hey, they better two be. show a week. Uh, here, so what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to give this out to one of the Podcast Beyond fans who doesn't have a PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Now, you might ask, Brian. How am I going to check if you have a PlayStation 4 or not? I am not. There is yeah. no way to do it. However, if there's one thing I've learned from doing two live Beyond events and, and t- two, three call-in shows, right? If we lay down rules and we explain them to you, you guys follow them, right? Yep. So first off, you have a PlayStation 4. Excellent. You're not playing for your friends. Don't enter this competition. If you're somebody who doesn't have a PlayStation 4, what you need to do is write into beyond.ign.com, uh, and then your subject line needs to be, I need a PS4. And then in the body of your email, you need to give me your phone number and mailing address. That's it. Go ahead and send them in. This competition ends in August. So like, hope, I, I imagine sometime in September I'll, yeah. I'll have been told I won. Yeah. And here's the prize, and here's how you can get it out to everybody. Mm-hmm. But we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep pushing this. You need to keep voting. Uh, right now, the kid who's in the lead, I believe, had 12,000 votes, 20,000 votes. Oh, man, that poor guy. He's getting crushed. <laughs> <laughs> On Sunday, I, I got to 1,500. And then yesterday, I started pushing out the like 2,000, 28,000 real quick. So wow. if, we all, if we all get on board with this, Mitchell, 
Right. We can do this. We can stuff the ballot box, bring the PlayStation 4 home, and t- give it out to somebody who needs it, who yeah. listens to Podcast Beyond. So that's the thing. Everybody go to the bit.ly link, B-I-T dot L-Y slash beyond painting, all lowercase. Because I think in these short, don't, you know, doesn't it matter in the... In the it's fine. No, the short. You're, you're doing great so far. All right, great. I think you have to do that. All yeah. right, cool. And then if you want, if you can win it, don't steal this from somebody else. Don't be a jerk. If you have a PS4, don't lie, because you'll grow a tail and donkey ears and burn forever. Dang. Yep. Wow. The burn forever. That was where <laughs> I thought it went into a really dark and place. And you got, like, donkey parts, and you're like, oh, this hurts. You can't just burn forever. There's also the donkey stuff. I don't Do, know So why. does a regular donkey burn? No. The, the, the regular you're, donkeys aren't padding this contest with lies. Sure, sure. That's true. Makes <laughs> Unless sense they're me. talking donkeys and they write and, and listen to podcasts beyond. <laughs> Right. This got off the rails quick. That's what we do here on Podcast Keep Beyond. Keep the podcast beyond. Yeah. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for song news. You're looking at me like, all right. That's Colin's job. Colin starts the do 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 do. I didn't know if he was calling this episode or if I'm calling. I thought you could split the, the responsibilities. All right. I can do So okay. I'm going to have you do the odd numbers of the Roper Report, and right. you will do the even. Okay. Uh, you'll, you have to share a piece of paper. Oh, great. I'm sorry. Nice. Oh, whatever. Come on. <laughs> How many items are on the Roper Report? Uh, we have 11. A baker's dozen. Nope. But, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Wait, not how it, it... No, a baker's dozen, he, they usually, he throws you like an extra donut or something like that. You get 12, and he's like, I'm, thank you for supporting local bakeries, not buying donuts off of Amazon like everybody else. Here's an extra donut. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wish that was true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number one. Velocity 2X has a release date for PS4 and PlayStation Vita. Uh, on You can play Velocity Ultra 2X. This is my first time. I was going to say, I'm, too, I'm I, I did realize after I passed in the paper, the first one is literally just notes. Yes. There's no, like, <laughs> sentence structure to this at all. So he was doing really well because I think it doesn't just start to go, like, N-A-9. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, so if you live Decipher in America, that all. <laughs> you can play Velocity Ultra 2X on September 2nd. And if you live in Europe, you can play it on September 3rd. There you go. He's got a good radio voice. He does. Thank you. His, his dad really wanted him to do a little radio promo for the weather, like on a, uh, for the sound test. Okay. And he had no real idea what that means because no one listens to the weather reports anymore. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because it's got to be like, you know, this is a chat in the Chapter 5 copter. Let me tell you, right now it's stormy out here. I shouldn't be in a copter. <laughs> and I was like, it, it's 75, I think. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Let me check my iPhone. I get the information beamed right to me. Uh, Velocity 2X, that's exciting. Yeah. If Colin was here, he'd tell you how amazing Velocity X is. No, it's fun. I, yeah. I've been playing it recently. Oh, it's, it's great. Cool. It's, uh, it's, it's like a... Wait, have you been playing Velocity 2X or Velocity? Velocity 2X. Okay. Um, it's a shooter with, uh, with meets Portal, right? sort of. It's just like the original Velocity, yeah. where you're going... It, it seems like it's going to be a shmup, top-down kind of thing, but you get to teleport around the map through yeah. destructions. So, did you like the original? I did. Yeah. yeah. That Platinum, man. Oof, no, I can't do that. No, no, no way. No way. It's, uh, it, it, it threw me off for a loop because I was just like, you know, I, I think I know what I'm playing here. And then you start warping around. Right. And your brain doesn't get it in first. But that, yeah. after a little while, with some perseverance, it clicks. And you're like, this is really awesome. Right. So, yeah. I like I liked that they're still making games like that. Yeah. New conventions. Future Lab, man. They're they're into it. They know yep. what they're up against. They also put out a whole bunch of art. They made Colin and I in the game. They made Shuhei in the game. Oh, we're, really? not, we're not in the game, I should say. They made us in the style of the game and released yeah. these screenshots of us. Cool. What That's we awesome. would look like. We're saying beyond a lot. Good. All right. Now Do you want a contest for that one, too? Not yet. Remember, bit.ly slash beyond painting. <laughs> B-I-T period L-Y. Number two, the original Resident Evil is being remastered for PS4, Xbox One, PS3, Xbox 360, and PC. Sorry, Nintendo. Capcom has confirmed due out in 2015, the title will be available via digital download only and is based on the 2002 GameCube remake, which was awesome, by the way. 1080p visuals will be standard for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, while older consoles will get 720p. 
All versions will have 5.1 surround sound support. You can either choose to play the game in its old 4x3 ratio or bump it up to 16 by 9 widescreen. Other changes include various control options through the original, though the original scheme will be present, and a scrolling camera that appears to move away from the original's fixed angles in preference of a more dynamic approach. This is really awesome. Uh, Resident Evil Remake is one of my favorite video game remakes of all time. Uh, it was, it looked like a PS4 game years before we even know, knew what those looked like. Yeah. Because, it did look amazing when it came out. Because the backgrounds were pre-rendered, and for those people that don't know what that is, it's basically they created like a almost like a matte painting like you would see behind a scene in like Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. And all the action took place in front of it. But uh, because of the parity between the character models and the enemies and the backgrounds, everything just looked like it was all coming from the same place, right? Okay. When really it wasn't. It was kind of tricking you. Uh they don't really make games like that anymore because no. now you can render a background to look amazing. Like everything in The Last of Us was 3D and modeled and stuff like that. But it's cool to see they're trying this again. Uh, we'll see how well it holds up or if they're remaking the graphics from scratch or if they're just bumping up some JPEGs in Photoshop. Then <laughs> then the whole plan What falls level apart. of hope do you hold out for? It's one of your favorite games. Um, so I... I loved the old school Resident Evils. I have no intention of ever playing games that control like that ever mm-hmm. again. Those old tank controls were very difficult. So they, they did mention here that they are trying some new control schemes, which is weird. I don't know if that's going to break the flow of the game and everything. So um, it's a it's a tough thing, right? You know, it, it, it's sort of like when they did, you know, uh, like remakes of the wizard of oz and stuff like that sure and you're like well you added all this stuff but you didn't need to do that right, or right, like right. A re- you know the special editions of star wars where you're like i have this memory of this and technically it's you know it was wonderful for its time and i don't know what, how well that'll age sometimes you kind of just want things to stay the way they were forever forever sometimes they remake them and they make a bunch of changes that maybe ruin retroactively the original vision of what sure. you thought it was mm-hmm. to begin with. I mm-hmm. always think of Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, right? Yeah. Which yeah. I love. Metal Gear Solid's my favorite game. Jumping in and playing on the GameCube was great, but then they put first-person mode in it. So, like, the, you know... It the, broke a bunch of bosses. Yeah, fights. when you fight the cyborg ninja for the first time, right? And yeah. you're just like, you just sit in the back corner and shoot him every that time. That was all you it have. was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so they took all the challenge out of the game and stuff like that. Um, I think that this... The Resident, Resident Evil was amazing when it first came out for the, you know, the PS1 and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was even more amazing when it came out for GameCube as a remake. Um, since then, so many weird things have happened to the Resident Evil franchise and name. So uh, I'll be interested to see where this goes. This might be like a director's cut, sort of like we saw you know, so many different versions of Blade Runner and yeah. one or two are the best. Uh, I'm interested in it, cautiously optimistic. Tim writes in to beyond.ign.com, just like you can at home. And he says, beyond. 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 Greetings to the Beyond crew and the ever-rotating third chair. This is Tim Wise Hunt here again. I saw that Capcom is going to be remastering the RE make. See what he did there? Yeah. Re- Remake. Make. That's cute. I'm excited and surprised, yet not as surprised at all, given how common remakes are these days. My first PlayStation was the PS3. I bought it from a friend in 2010. I did have a GameCube, but I never finished the remake there or the port to Wii. Seeing it in 1080p on my PS4 will be awesome. I want to know what you think about it, and if sales are strong, what kind of an effect you think it'll have on the future of the franchise. I think Resident Evil is begging for a relaunch, yeah. a revamp, yeah. a back-to-basics approach. Yeah. And so I don't know if you, this hits off that you go from there and say, all right, we're restarting, and now there's a new Resident Evil 2 or what, but they definitely need to get back to what made the series great because yeah. they lost that. Um, 
so the the Resident Evil ramped up and sort of got you know better and better, and then it hit Resident Evil Four, which to me was like the pinnacle of where you could go with that franchise. Mm-hmm. Now that splintered it off though, because now it became sort of half survival horror, half action. And then Resident Evil Five came out, and it was like pure action, and people were like, "This is off the rails." And then Six, they were like, "We need to do, we need to make the most bipolar game ever. <laughs> let's, let's make it half for horror fans and half for action fans." And it was totally disjointed, very messy. Right. Uh, a bunch of light gun games came out in the meantime. Like, it is a weird franchise. It's one of the longest running uh, narratives in video game history. Like, right. The same story has been happening for like twenty years now, and it's gotten totally off the rails. People get shot in the face and they die, and then they come back. Uh, Wesker got crushed by. By a boulder, he's, and Wesker return. will always be back. He yeah, he's always it. back. I mean, he, he'd fall in lava, and he'll he'll come back <laughs> the next year. Um, so yeah, Greg's right. They need to do something new with this franchise, and if doing something new means going back to where it started originally, where mm-hmm. the original idea was great, then yeah, I'm all for that. Let's see where it goes from there. I'd like to see the series go back to survival horror. Um, so maybe this is the planting of the seed. Mitchell, yes. When the first Resident Evil came out, right, your dad had probably just started dating your mom. So, do you have any connection to this franchise? Does it, I mean, does Resident Evil mean anything to you? Because for Brian, I remember, it was a big deal when it came out, let yeah. alone the GameCube remake where in college I put my key, GameCube in and waited for it to get dark and then played. Yeah, that was, like was a, thing. that's when I started dating your mom, Greg. No! <laughs> Dad! Colin is our son. <laughs> so many different timelines. So many. <laughs> do you care about Resident um, Evil? Do you try to get into them? Uh, by the time I got into gaming, I think Resident Evil Five had come out, which, to Lord. what I know, is where it started to go downhill a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, because then I know Resident Evil Six. Like, not not many people like Resident Evil Six. I played a little bit of the original uh, when it came on a PS One Classic to PS Three, mm-hmm. uh, but never really got into the series that much. So, yeah. uh, with the remake, I might try it out because I know that that's one of those like video game franchises franchises that you like need to play a little mm-hmm. bit. Um. So, I'll I'll be interested to see it. Yeah, okay. it's it's always interesting to me to see uh, like when a lot of people fight for numbered games and they they're like you got to keep that going. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Like, imagine you know you you played Resident Evil Five for the first time and you're like, right. what am I missing? Like, what were the, <laughs> what were the ten years? Why of did games anyone care this? about this story? Yeah, they're like, wait, this is the fifth yeah. one of these. This is not that great. So <laughs> that was always what was brilliant with the PlayStation Four stuff, right? Yeah. Where Killzone wasn't Killzone Four. It was just like where yeah, Killzone right. Shadowfall. You yeah. know, here Uncharted is it? What is it? No, it's just Uncharted Four Thief's End. I already forgot what the full title is. Is it just Uncharted? Yeah, yeah, Thief's no, they, they did put a four they put a four on the yeah, it is. Yeah, I walked weird. right into that. What was the oh infamous second son? I knew there was another example from the I launch think window. It's a little easier when uh, your numbered games are all like on one platform sure. or one sure, or sure, 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 sure. You can get them in yeah. one place. Yeah, and, and with hardware, obviously, it's different. Nobody plays a PS4 and goes, "Oh man, do I have to play the PlayStation One through Three before?" I play this? <laughs> <laughs> all right, spoilers. Next up on the Roper Report. All right, uh, number three. Uncharted 4, there you go. There it is. Uh, Will be a, quote, lighthearted romp, according to Naughty Dog co-president Evan Wells. Quote, Uncharted is a completely different franchise and appeals to its audience for completely different reasons, said Wells. I don't think that The Last of Us marks a new direction in tone that all of our future games are going to take on. We'd alienate a lot of Uncharted fans. We want to keep it a lighthearted romp. I think from a technical standpoint, we've learned some things uh, from The Last of Us that will feed into Uncharted. In fact, it strengthens our desire to keep them distinct. A light-hearted romp. Yeah. You pointed out all these occurrences from just the, the trailer and the name. Right. Yeah. So, first of all, the, the game's called A Thief's End. Yeah. Which is not about him finishing a book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So it, it sort of implies that either his career is over or he dies. Right. Um, neither of which are very, you know, I mean, I, I, I guess his career ending could be nice. Happy. He goes he rides retirement. Off. But even then he'll go to some island. He'll be like, ah, oh, you might be some treasure on this island. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, come on, you're retired. I got to find all um, these little Incan things around. But yeah, the, the trailer was entirely uh, bleak. Right. You know, it was him waking up in a puddle with a fly on him. He's got he's, he's, he's busted up. There's yeah. skeletons in the freaking yeah, trees. In, there's skeletons cages. hanging in cages. They're like dead pirates in these... Uh, they put them in, in like these hanging jail cells where they rotted to death. They were yeah. probably picked apart by a lighthearted romp. <laughs> It'll be fun. Everything's gray <laughs> and dark, and he's like, "Oh, Sully, I gotta go do this." One it's more funny time. though, because I mean, we always talk about Uncharted is lighthearted, right? Yeah. You know, Drake kills three million pirates, and no one ever <laughs> yep. thinks like, "Oh, that's crazy." Yep. No one ever thinks about it. He kisses but the girl and gets the treasure at the end. I think in a way that we were able to find. Uh, sort of the dark tones in the Uncharted games. I, I'm replaying The Last of Us now, yeah. and I'm actually, because I know everything that's happening already, spoilers, none of it's good. It's called The Last of Us. It's a very <laughs> bleak game. But because I know all of the all of those points that it hits, I'm actually able to identify the humor in it a little sure, bit more. Right. And sort of the absurdity and the ridiculousness of it all. Like, when I sneak up on somebody now, and when, you know, say you have, like, Tess and Ellie, and they're running behind you, but they do the thing where they, they run 10 feet ahead and run yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're going to get seen! <laughs> and no one sees them, and they come back, and I sneak up on this guy, and I hit him with a brick, and I'm like, oh, that's really funny. I'm able to turn that into sort of a comedy game the same way we were able to turn Uncharted into something very dark. Because right. we've, we've joked about it on the show before, but when Drake kills a security guard in a fountain yeah, that was mine. and puts him face down. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. drowns and he drowns. There's no way to save that you guy. You can't save that <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And that's the night shift. Yeah, no yeah. one's coming until like the 10 o'clock the next morning. Somebody comes by and is All like, these bloated corpses in the pool. Open the museum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this museum opens at 10 a.m. It's a very lazy museum. Yeah. But yeah, you find a bunch of bloated dead corpses covered in flies, and then, you know, it's a lighthearted romp. It's funny. That's what's happening with me in The Last of Us, too. Like, you know, I, I was pretty vocal when it I first beat it on, in a PlayStation 3, where I was like, I'm done with it. I'm putting it away. I'm right. not going to try to trophy yeah. hunt it. Yeah. That's not, I had such an experience with it. Yeah. But then I started getting that itch, especially after I played Left Behind again, where I was like, man, that was a lot of fun. I would like to replay it. And so I was replaying it over the weekend on my Twitch channel, mm -hmm. and talking to people and knowing everything that's going to happen, and not like talking to people during cutscenes and stuff, like, I totally am not invested in the same way. Yeah, and I want right. to stop playing it now because I don't want to you know I guess you know what I'm trying to say tarnish tarnish thank you I was yeah. trying to say tinker and that I wasn't right no. high five yeah, you, I mean you can tinker well, I don't. I don't want to tarnish. It's not a good tinker, I don't want to tarnish the story I had in my head. You know, yeah, like what right. I thought of that. But like knowing everything, there are more parts where it's like, all right, now I gotta go through all this to get to Bill. Ugh, all right, you mm. know what I mean? Like I just, I enjoyed not knowing where it was going and knowing where it's going now. It's like eh. that. Actually, it got me. Uh, I was. I'm going through the exact same thing with The Last of Us right now. Exactly mm. the same thing. We were talking about this the other day. But it's it's actually got me to the point where I don't know if there's a lot of sort of inherent value for me. Uh, repeating the viewing of anything I enjoy anymore. Like, yeah. I saw mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy over the weekend. Right. And I absolutely loved it. But I was talking to people who saw it three times already. And they're like, yeah, you know, it really holds up with the third time. But I started to notice some flaws and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, you spent, like, six hours of your life right. in, in three days seeing this movie already. Like, I don't know if there's any value yeah. for me to do that. And I think with games like The Last of Us, you and I said afterwards... We're done. Like yeah. we beat that game. You know, there's games that you go like. I remember Heavy Rain. You mm -hmm. beat that game 13 times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did the. You did an article where you got every single yeah, I had every ending. ending yeah. And I remember sitting there and I read your article. And I'm like, this is incredible, but I couldn't do this myself because my playthrough of Heavy Rain was my playthrough, right? And I wanted it to just be that's my story forever. But now, you know, you have 
HD remakes happen every few years. Mm-hmm. Like even Resident Evil Remake, I have a vision of that game in my brain that I want to kind of stay that way forever. But yeah. I'm going to replay it, and that might change. So. I think I'm done doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think I'm going to be Johnny one time. There's so <laughs> many games that come out, you just don't have time to go through. Right. Yeah. I kind of had the same thing with uh, The Walking Dead, like season right. one with oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Clementine and Lee. Like that was my story. I don't want to. I don't want to change that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I want that memory of like that one playthrough, and that's it. I don't want to. Well, I mean, I I did kind of want to go back and see like what would happen if I sure you know, you know, just killed this walker instead right, of right. Like, letting it get climb whatever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's a great one too because there are so many like very down-of-the-wire, deep decisions you make in that game. Right. And to just sort of, like, go back the next time around and be like, oh, you know, Bobby died last time. I don't give a crap about him. Let's go save Jesse or whatever. Yeah. You know, none of those Yeah, there's a different characters. feeling for for me, for sure, from season one to season two, because season one I reviewed. So mm-hmm. season one, I'd finish it and then go back and do all those moments. Yeah. Right. Because like, you can rewind to those moments and see how it branches off. And I wanted to see a little bit of everything. But for season two, for sure, like, especially episode four that just came out and I played through, mm-hmm. no spoilers, don't worry, uh, I, I totally miss. I forget, we were doing something. We were at something when the trailer came out, so I didn't even rewind the trailer. So oh, I literally yeah, yeah. sat down to play it, and I was like, "This is the first one since probably episode one uh, that I, 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 I mean, episode one of like episode one one. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. where I knew nothing about it, right? Because even with season two, episode one, like I knew things off the record about what I was about to get into, and yet, yeah, yeah, to sit down, and not know what the story was going to be in the characters, and like for sure there was that intense of like it's the choices pop up and it starts counting down I'm like oh god I don't right. know yeah, yeah, yeah. this one you know what I mean yeah. and I, I have not gone back to see the other way like I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm fine living the way my Klim lives right what's up next Brian only do things once number four this is a good one. Oxford University recently found that a small amount of regular video game play can be beneficial for teens and children. Conducted on their... Yes. <laughs> In your face, Dad! <laughs> I, wanna, I still want to send this to my parents. I've been, work, I've been pr- working in the video game industry for like eight years professionally now, right. and my parents were still sort of like... Yeah, those things are a waste of your time. And I'm like, this is my life now. Um, conducted on nearly 5,000 children aged 10 to 15 with varying levels of... How old are you? I am 16. Oh, you just missed it. <laughs> with varying levels of gameplay habits, ranging from no time spent playing to multiple hours per day, the study concluded that children who spend an hour or less each day playing video games tended to be better adjusted and happier individuals. That's an hour, though. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? So you, those stats go up <laughs> yeah. when you play for 48 hours straight. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's like saying, you know, people who only drink alcohol for one hour are, are yeah, in yeah. a great mood. If you like, yeah, because w- if you keep going from there, it gets bad. If you have <laughs> one drink a day. <laughs> <laughs> if you have three, you're a mess and you start crying. Obviously not surprising, I think. No, you know I don't what I mean? think so. Yeah. Gamers are super dialed in people. Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, they're only getting they're only getting smarter. And I think they're, they're, when I was growing up, games were very simple. But even then, I knew that I could come, I would have like a bad day at school and I could come home and I could play a game like DuckTales or Super Mario Brothers 3, something I could beat, you know, in a, one sitting. Like, right. And I would walk away feeling accomplished, yeah, feeling exactly. awesome. And I was like, this is victorious. This is really cool. And I would explain to my parents, like, there is a story here. There is a narrative. It's not just me sitting in front of the television mashing my fingers mm-hmm. on a piece of plastic, although that's what it looks like. <laughs> but, you know, like sitting there holding a book, rubbing your finger against dead trees is also a very reductive way of saying someone's reading. Right. But I think there's there's narrative there, and I think there's accomplishment to be found in – sitting down and beating a video game from start to finish. And obviously there's very dumb things you can do in video games for a very long time. Uh, 
and that probably aids the people who do say video games are bad for you and stupid. Yeah. But there's something to be said here. You right. know? I think there there is something to take from video games that can make you smarter and a better person. Here, 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 here. I mean, if you spend that hour calling other people's mothers bad names on Xbox Live, <laughs> it's a totally different story. Play don't, Portal. Don't, yeah, don't take this hour and use it the wrong way. Take this hour and do the right thing. You do know? something with your hour a day. Yeah, because we're if, like if Oxford University says we get an hour a day to play video games, do good stuff with that hour. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> no one's ever said that before. Hold on to that. Don't ruin it for everybody else. All right, Mitchell, you're up. My turn. This is uh, this, this is like the scene in the Deer Hunter. Yeah, where they just keep the guns. <laughs> <laughs> All he right. didn't see that. It, was, it came no. out be- between the Mighty Ducks. Honestly, I, I've never seen it either. I just know the scene. The Deer Hunter? Yeah. It's a really weird movie. Yeah, it doesn't look like an uplifting You've one. You've seen The Deer Hunter, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's a very dark movie. It's basic. There's two movies in that movie. Uh, the first movie is that it's a half an hour long dinner scene where they're just like, oh, well, good luck at the war. And then suddenly it just cuts and they're in the war and it's like, ah, <laughs> for an hour and a half. And then the movie ends. Okay. So, you know. Number five, WWE. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> no, that was. <laughs> it wasn't the cutoff. It was just the drastic <laughs> difference in what tone we are going for. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go from the war to number five. Yeah, WWE. number five. <laughs> 2K15 Hulkamania Edition announced for PS4 and Xbox One. Here's a rundown of everything your $99 will get you. Uh, if you manage to get your hands on one of the 25,000 of these being made, you'll get a copy of WWE 2015, uh, mm-hmm. premium packaging, sure, collectible art card hand-signed by Hulk Hogan. Poor Hulk Hogan has to sit there for 25,000 times. 25,000 signatures? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? No, it gets crazier. Exclusive Funko Hollywood Hulk Hogan vinyl figure. Oh, those are cool. That's, that's cool. Yeah. I like Funkos. An actual piece of the ring canvas from Hogan's Monday Night Raw appearance on March 10th, 2014. How the hell do you cut it into 25,000 pieces? (laughs) What? Uh, Two playable pre-order launch exclusive Hulk Hogan characters and two playable pre-order launch exclusive Sting characters. Part of the ring, the that, mat oh, he man, was this on. Is, this is a very so. Wait, what do you mean the mat he was on? It, for from his Monday Night Raw appearance when he walked out and talked in the ring or whatever. How? They then took that canvas and cut that into twenty five thousand pieces. How do they know he touched all of it? I, they don't. You know what they probably did? They probably cut out all the pieces and they put him on a hill and they rolled him down it. <laughs> Make sure he touches a little bit of every piece. God, he's got to touch every card he's hand signing. A little bit of Hogan sweat. So I saw Hulk Hogan in the airport on the he's way back us. from San Diego Comic right. Con with his uh, with his manager. Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Yep. What it, it was just like it's so weird to see those two guys just walking through an airport, just being together. dudes, just brown out. Yeah, just and this girl was standing next to me, and she was like, "Was that Hollywood Hulk Hogan?" That was my version of her accent. Hers was a lot more real. And I'm like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Are you sure it wasn't an imposter?" And I'm like, "No, nah, you know how I could tell. He had the mustache, the glasses, the bandana, and his shirt." Said Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That's what I was gonna. Those wa- are the clues that tipped me so off. So at no point were were Jimmy and Hulk there trying to blend in. No. They were very bright, very very yeah. easy to expect. Yeah, there's. I mean, I know like sometimes Lady Gaga gets on a plane and she wears a costume or something like that, or she puts on a, a hat or sunglasses yeah. or something. Like Hulk Hogan walks through the airport as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Like, was he being stopped every five feet? Yeah, and I'm sure, but like they were like, "Do you have any weapons or things you need?" And he's like, "No, brother." Just these pythons. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean. Man, 25,000 signatures. Was it you and I that were talking about this? Where, like, I, the best movie we could do now to revamp Hulk Hogan's career? Yeah. Based on, because we got an argument. I said that he doesn't get checked at security. They just oh, let yeah, him yeah. through. And you're yeah. like, no, they check him. I'm like, I don't. 
the best thing we were talking about doing would be a movie where it turns out that Hulk Hogan is a sleeper agent for a terrorist. Yeah. And this has all been building up to this. And so they don't even check him. And then he just hijacks the plane and it's Hulk Hogan has the plane and everybody has to try to stop him. A fun, a fun footnote about that conversation is yeah. what we had that conversation. We were laughing about it. Yeah. We're like, haha, this is a funny story. Let's never tell this on any podcast. I think I just phrased it in a way though that didn't sound as terroristy. Hulk Hogan <laughs> is the summer's most secret terrorist. Um... It's like a great episode of Homeland. <laughs> Except it stars Hulk Hogan. I would, watch that. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Right? You'd see that movie. You know you would. Hulk Hogan's, his, what, 60-year career yeah. has been leading up to this. Mouth of the South, what's inside of that megaphone? Nothing, just loud noises. <laughs> <laughs> Do they know there's a bomb in here? So, yeah, 25,000 signatures. Get He's... that special edition, Hulk Hogan. Uh, you get some cool stuff. And... Damn, he's wor- he worked for it. Yeah, so. yeah. Sting, by the way, he just got thrown in there. He didn't have to do anything at all. They're no. like, oh, yeah, throw in one. He had to do. The, he had to cut the IGN promo here. Yeah, you can watch Go watch that. Yeah. Number six, a limited edition PlayStation Four themed around LGBT Pride's rainbow flag has been sold to raise money for charity. Swedish retailer Webhalen or Holland, I don't know how you say that, sold the console for twenty eight thousand three hundred Swedish kroner. That's real money. <laughs> Um, their, their money's awesome, by the way, because it actually has pictures of cartoon birds on it. Which Does it? Yeah. Swedish kroners have drawings of people riding birds. <laughs> they have skyward sword money That's in Sweden. That's awesome. Which comes in at around $4,118 and oh. gave the money to RFSL, a charity dedicated to supporting the LGBT community. Um, there's a nickname for this, or I think they're actually calling it the Gay Station. Gay Station. Station. Yeah, yeah, it was in the article. It was Gay Station. Which is, it's it's actually, I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I think awesome. it's awesome. This, it happening. actually looks cool. Did you see it? Like, I didn't it's all, see it. It's all rain. It's a rainbow PS4, and then it's got a heart on top uh, like of it, like an eight-bit heart on yeah. top. Yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, I was actually talking about with uh, with some friends about this, and I think it's I, I think it's awesome. I think it's really good. Um, I, I have a feeling most of these will be relegated to people's entertainment centers, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's a good move. I think that uh, we need to reach a point where our software is taking leads like this, right? Um, and then our hardware can catch up. Like I think there needs to be more emphasis on movements like this in our video game protagonists. First. Oh sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it's a good first step. Uh, and then you know that what you can have your you know controllers that are skinned with rainbows and stuff like that. But like let's get some LGBT main characters in games. Right. Like, let's well, it's just, all you know. It's all part of the same process, right? Like, yeah. You're just breaking down that wall and making because I mean like. Gay station, right, is actually thrown around usually as a derogatory term. And so to see them take it and spin it and own it, it's like, yep, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that's totally. That's that's, that's really awesome. It's just like if you're a troll, you're like, oh, they took one of my my favorite words. That was a shot across the bow. We know about it when you're crones. He's he's got the chalkboard full of derogatory places and terms. He crosses one out. A troll HQ. (laughs) Love it. No, I'm with you. And I mean, you see breakthroughs, I think, with like, you know, especially Bioware games, but for sure we want to see more. Troll HQ. He's ringing up the other trolls. Let so him know. Mom, we'll be up in a minute. <laughs> are, the, are the pizza rolls ready? <laughs> All right. You're so that's that. Seven. No Man's Sky, the randomly generated universe uh, exploration title from Hello Games, is coming to PC according to next month's issue of Edge Magazine. Death of the exclusive. <laughs> Don't expect to play it on the same day as PS4 owners, though, as it's still a time exclusive on Sony's latest console. That was it. I don't care, but I know people need to know. Right. I was still more yeah. excited for it. I mean, it, it, oh, oh, actually, oh, God, hold on. Ooh. I just came up with a good one. Uh, I'm more excited, of course, to play it on the PlayStation because I like trophies, number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, I like controllers. Me too. James writes in about mm-hmm. all that. 
We got nothing else to say about No Man's Sky. Does anybody care? I'm excited I, for No oh, Man's no, Sky. I think I'm, Get I'm it on every platform possible. Make all yeah. your money back, developers. Right. Stay in business. Uh, <laughs> the game looks beautiful. I'm I'm really uh, happy about the art style. Yeah. I think that they're sort of just like, they did this rare thing that they sort of picked an art style and they stuck with it and they're nailing it. And it's made by a small group of people. Mm-hmm. So um, support that stuff. James writes in. He doesn't say beyond because he's mad. <laughs> he says, hey, guys, what's with all the PC hate? I know you sound like you're joking, but you guys constantly rag on PC gaming for weird reasons. Saying stuff like, quote, while I don't like playing on the keyboard, is silly because almost every game works if you just plug in an Xbox controller. You almost sound like the trolls in the IGN comments. Anyways, try to ease back on the hate if you could. Here's my problem, James. You hit the nail on the head twice. Sounds like you're joking. You sound like the trolls in the IGN comments. Yeah. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Welcome to the joke. Like... No, I, yes, I don't like playing on PCs because I don't like mouse and keyboard. You're a liar when, you, when you're saying the like, Xbox controller works on almost every game. Oh, it works on a lot of them. Can't play Marvel Heroes with it, so there's a big problem. Yep. I'm pretty sure, I'm not even going down that hole of what I'm pretty sure about. I know I can't play Marvel's Heroes on I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Things like Gone Home originally didn't work with it either. Right. No, we, we are, it's, it, we're playing up an act. Yeah. Basically. Um, Everything's exaggerated when we talk about our hate for PC. Yeah, I don't hate the, PCs. I can care less what you play on. Could that, not care less. That being said... We we all jo- we always joke about this and drivers and updating all that stuff like that and Greg and I was just like you know we actually like PC gaming it's fun yeah. but there's a couple times a year where like somebody would be like oh you know this new game's coming out but it's not on PS4 yet here's the early copy for PC mm-hmm. I'm like cool and we both go home and play it and then come in the next day and we're like how'd it go it didn't go well at all yeah why because <laughs> a whole bunch of problems popped up and I had to update the drivers and drag the EXE file to the WinZip file nine folder exactly and it didn't work it, and I I do think for sure that I am cursed that yeah. like it, it it is a self fulfilling prophecy somehow mm-hmm. that this always happens to me and people are always like just leave your PC on and updates by yourself I'm like well that's sucking up a lot of power for me to play a game once every three months on it you know yeah. what I mean to do something weird because it only gets turned out when I really need it for stuff like I want to play the new Marvel's Hero stuff okay you jump in there and then they got this update and then this isn't working around blah 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 yeah there's all these different problems and I it all just comes back to whatever system you use mm-hmm. most frequently is the best to you yeah that's the whole point I, I'll say it right now publicly with no shame that the PC is probably the best platform for video games. Yeah, of course. I totally get that. You have this amazing library and all this stuff and it's like it, I have a giant tower mm-hmm. that doesn't work great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's expensive to fix it just to know that I'm going to have to spend more money and f- fix something else in it in 6 months. I like the idea of the Xbox One isn't getting much use right now other than playing TV, right? Mm-hmm. When I do need to turn that on to play something of a video game variety, it'll it's work. it's going to it's ma- probably going to be like if it's been unplugged I need to update. Cool. Yeah. It'll update and I can go. That, yep. And I understand that that's the trade-off for me with PC gaming and video games, right, and console games. I could be on a PC and get a much better experience and have it look a lot better and yada, yada, yada. But there's money and time and all this stuff. I don't want to think about it. I want to come home and turn it on and play the game. And right. if I have to sit through an install or an update for a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One, cool. Yeah. But, but I don't want to have to go yeah, through all the trouble. I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I'm all, I'm all for PC gaming. I think it's an amazing platform. I think that the fact that we've reached a point where I could sort of impulsively be like, I want to play that Tomb Raider game from yep. six years ago. Mm-hmm. And in like six clicks, I have it Right for a few dollars. That's crazy because on, so, on console gaming, you mostly still have to like call GameStop and be like, hey. And they're like, oh, do you have any pre-orders? You want to like, stop talking to me. You have to go into a store and it's a pain in the ass. Um, that being said, you know, the when Hotline Miami first came out, mm-hmm. everyone's like, like, you got to play this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. This isn't very fun with, you know, WASD and, and, yeah, right. and the mouse and keyboard. And they're like, don't worry. If you plug in an Xbox 360 controller, and somebody emailed me this entire tutorial. Because at that point, the people making Hotline Miami hadn't patched in traditional controller support yet. So people had sort of woven around that and figured out ways to do it. 
and it took me two hours and I finally got it working except up didn't work and I was like I guess I screwed something <laughs> up spoilers you have to press up a couple times in that game and most games uh, and a, a few months later it was on Vita yeah. yeah and it was amazing and I got a download code for it and I hit start and up worked <laughs> and I played the game for hours and hours and it was my favorite game that month it was one of my favorite games that year yeah. and I didn't have to think about it and that was my experience with that, and I just want that to be like that forever. So when PC gaming can do that for everything, then yes, yeah. I'm all in. Until then, I'm going to be sort of a nag about it. And that's the yeah that and that's the and the, it's not that I'm we're not ragging on PC gaming to rag on it just to be ragging on it. Rag, I've mm-hmm. said rag a lot. <laughs> I, I'm saying it in the same way as to give DC Comics a hard time about not going digital. I want yeah. this to change so I can just enjoy it and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I, uh, Origin keeps making these really small PCs, like console size. And obviously Steambox and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But it's like, man, yeah, I could imagine having that there and just ready to go. But the problem is that, yeah, what if I want to play this game and then it is only WASDA? And then I have, I've moved this out to <laughs> my living room. And so now i got to sit on the coffee table all uncomfortably. Like when I played SimCity. I yeah. played SimCity. I was the South Park guy from the MMO episode. <laughs> yeah. It was all like this for SimCity because I had it on my coffee table. And then I cleared everything off the, the second shelf of the coffee table and pushed my legs through it. And oh. so I was like <laughs> in this weird console just playing with particular curled up next to me and it's like yep i'm not down for that i want it just to be simple and the other thing i always come back to too is like when we're talking about the simplicity thing we'll get off this in a second sorry to keep ragging on it for you <laughs> um yesterday i was streaming on twitch right yeah and people are like oh thanks so much for the stream this was great where do you find the time you know what i mean like this is what i'm talking about i'm really busy i try to do all these different shows and i work at ign and i go to pax and i see him and it's amazing life and mm-hmm. i love being around everybody but that means that when i come home i just want to work that was that was an on purpose curse i just want to sit down and have it all work function perfectly yeah i don't want to sit there and be like well i'm gonna troubleshoot why aren't these controllers working you know what i mean it's like when we justin and i just did a bunch of unturned demos yeah and you you put the pc in the the room you connect all this stuff and granted mm-hmm. we're pushing these pcs in ways normal people wouldn't if they're just hooked up to your tv or your, sure. your monitor right. but you get in there something's wrong and they look at me and i'm like i don't i don't know we have to go get somebody who understands this system yeah exactly it's not worth it sometimes it isn't but as it goes back to, play wherever you want to play. Play yeah. video games, support developers, get good That's games. That's why my, the, my favorite sentence I hear now is coming to consoles. <laughs> <sighs> that being said, I, I felt like that was a rant, and it wasn't meant to be. It was no, a good I mean, one. like, you, you know. Thanks. <laughs> All right, well, good. As long as you enjoyed it, Mitchell. What are we going to do? As long as we, the audience knows that you despise PC and PC games. <laughs> and that's the thing is I really wish I could stream Marvel Heroes, but I'm pretty sure my PC can't do that. Yep. Let alone the hoops I now have to jump through to make sure that works. Nope. All right. Sorry. Who's next? I don't even know where we left off. Okay. Brian? Where are we? Number uh, top of page eight. Sega has released its results for the first quarter of the financial year, revealing a profit oh. drop oh, of 57.4%. <laughs> Sonic. But don't worry, it's quickly followed up with a here's why. The only title released in the quarter was Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth, which oh. only hit the Japanese market and sold 250,000 units. With the year, which is pretty good. Yeah. With it, but Not good enough to carry yeah, an entire company. <laughs> with the year ahead promising Sonic Boom and Alien Isolation, hopefully the company will manage to turn things around before the year's end. Sad news. If if we were if we had a show if this is all I did when you would have said profit loss of fifty four percent I would have done the sonic ring noise where he loses all his rings. <laughs> so I just want you guys to know that I do think sometimes. Yeah. What if this is a real show? So this is really sad news. But as a thirty three year old man, my gender had nothing to do with that statement. Uh, I would be I would have been amazed if you told me ten years ago that Sega would still be here right? doing what they're doing. Now. Right. So I'm actually floored that this is still even a thing. 
Because I think a 57% drop was probably from the $11 they made last year. <laughs> no, they, I mean, they still make cool stuff. Alien Isolation looks awesome. Mm, yeah. um, I'm really happy that's a thing. Sonic Boom, I'm really not hot on. But, I mean, if Sonic fans have proven year after year that Sonic, Sonic games. games don't have to be good for <laughs> Sonic fans to buy them. Um, again, that's two weird things to sort of bet the whole farm on. Yeah. But We'll see. Alien Isolation has the, is the one with the potential to sort of break out and be the best-selling game that month. Mm-hmm. Um, the really bad Alien game that came out a few years ago, Colonial Marines, yeah. we all crapped on it. Every major reviewer did. That was still like the third or fourth best-selling game that month, which yeah. made me all... But how, go, many people that burn? how many people did that burn? That's what it always worried. Yes. I went. I went to Pachi's, a pizza place here yeah. in San Francisco, yeah. and the waiter knew me and was talking to me about video games and yada yada. He was talking about that Alien Isolation looked cool, mm-hmm. but he had bought that last Aliens game, so like... Is this one really cool, or does it look cool like the other one? I'm like, no, no, it looks like it's actually going to work out. That's a bummer, right? How that yeah. sort of like ruins things. For I people. have to imagine the people making Isolation were like, God dang it. What are you, come on! <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, when it comes out. like, Yeah, we don't really think about that, because we're so in deep, and we're like, you know, a whole new team's working on this. It's got different gameplay. It's a complete, almost a completely different genre. Yeah. It actually is. It's not a first-person shooter. No, it's, it's, you can go yeah, the entire game without killing anyone, which is very different than Cloning of Marines. Um Brand awareness is a huge thing, and you can come in with a cleaver and destroy a, a franchise that's been around for ages. And I think the one-two punch of this of that game and then Prometheus being like, we're an Aliens movie, not a good thing for the franchise. <laughs> uh, so these guys, they have a lot to prove, yeah. and there's a lot of burden on their shoulders to carry into this next game. It looks awesome, so hopefully they can turn things around. But yeah, one bad project can ruin a franchise for sure. a lot of people for a long time. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. I'm going to run through these. I made the rubber report too long. All right. I screwed up. <laughs> so anyways, number nine, Deep Silver announced that it's acquired the rights to the Homefront franchise from Crytek. This is big news because Colin's been keeping us updated yeah. via reading the Kotaku reports <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> of what's happening. Uh, it's still unclear. They bought all the assets from Crytek, uh, but now they've they've started this new studio called Damn Buster Studios. It thinks it looks like it's made up of the Crytek UK mm-hmm. things, but it's all kind of unclear. But it looks like the people who were working on it at Crytek have now gone into this new studio and they're working with Deep Silver to make the game finish. Okay. Yeah, and this was a weird story, right? Because we didn't know about this game and then we knew about it and then we sort of heard it was canceled. Yeah. Right. It's, it's usually, uh, you hear about a game, it comes out and then the studio goes away because they finish their project and they move on to something right. else. Which is, it's a sad story, but it's the saga we're all used to here. So this was kind of different. It's sure. Like, yeah, you're excited? Like, hey. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Hopes up for another home front. Yep. Number 10, August PlayStation Plus titles will be out by the time you hear this, so go to the store and download them. On the PlayStation 4, you're getting the roguelike puzzle adventure, The Road Not Taken, which came to up at noon. I'm super excited about yeah. it. It looks fun. It's a good puzzler. Uh, the also You're also getting Fez. PlayStation 3 gamers are getting Crisis 3. And if that's not to your liking, says Colin Moriarty, the experimental exploration game Proteus. Last but no means least, Vita owners are going to be able to try Metrico, which got a 6.5 from Colin. Yeah. He said it was okay. Not great. But it's free, so what do you care? Kind of. Uh, and that, it's also weird that this isn't even out until next month officially. So if you're PlayStation Plus, you're getting this game for free early. Metrico? Yeah. Oh, really? According, oh, I didn't know that. I've been playing it too. Yeah. La-di-da. No, it's just... <laughs> how lucky... How, the, the crown must be heavy oh, on your head. Well, the IGN lottery. I get to play 6.5. <laughs> uh, and then, also on the Vita there, you get Lego Harry Potter years, 5 through 7, if you live in Europe, or Dragon's Crown if you're in North those America. Were, those were good years. Yeah. <laughs> those are the ones, yeah. That, Harry, he Harold. kissed a girl. Yeah. Yeah, and then he he fights Voldemort. Spoiler, he beats him. 
Yeah, this is not ages five through seven, right? No, no, no. Because that's a lot to go through. <laughs> yeah, it's a six-year-old game. <laughs> and then, for rounding out the Roper Report, number eleven, Assassin's Creed Rogue is real, coming yeah. to PlayStation Three and Three Sixty, November eleventh. You'll play as Shay Patrick Cormac, a Templar tasked with thinning the assassins' ranks. As expected, you'll be sailing around the northern Atlantic Ocean in a ship called Morrigan. Morrigan? Yeah. Morrigan. Yeah. Right. Not Morgan. <laughs> Morrigan. I think I was more called. Exploring New York and the Appalachian River Valley. Yeah. So if you're keeping score at home, that is Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed Rogue, and uh, Far Cry 4, which were all leaked early. Every one of those wow. were like projects that were Ubisoft was trying to keep a secret that all came out early. So um, huh. I don't know what's going on over there. I, well, what's going on is like 400 people work on every game. That's the truth, right. yeah. How hard is it to keep a secret with 15 people in the editorial pool at IGN, let alone oh <laughs> spread over countries? So I, got... remember with, with, I think it was Unity. Uh, somebody was like rendering the trailer on their iPad on a plane. Yeah, and yeah, somebody yeah. was like, yo, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's just this uh, game I'm working on. No, it wasn't even that. Do you remember? what it, the, the, He was sto- sitting behind The him story, no, they were sitting next to each other, and the kid was playing Liberation. Oh. And, he's like, and the guy next to him was like, oh, you like Assassin's Creed? He's like, yeah. And he's like, I'm working on the next Assassin's oh Creed. God. And showed him everything for Assassin's Creed 4, like Black Flag, I yeah. guess. And then that kid got on gaff and put it all up, and he's like, it's going to be Pirates. Blah, blah, blah. And everyone in the comments was like, shut up. That would never <laughs> happen. No it's one like, would no ever. No one will ever believe yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'll tell you everything you want to know, but no one will ever believe you. Yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. The next Assassin's Creed sounds like Assassin's Creed. It does. And I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. But it's not out for a long time. If I wanted to know what was out right now, where would I go? You go to the Andrew Goldfarb Memorial List of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. <laughs> Positive music's back. Oh, and it's just weird to have a jingle after a memorial. Well, that's why it made sense to do the... But you want to bring it up the... Yeah. Well, at the meet and greet at uh, 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 Comic-Con? Yeah, that's where we yeah, were. Yeah. Comic-Con. Uh, somebody was like, it's bringing me down. <laughs> you got to bring back the happy jingle. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, out this week, and I'm only reading the PlayStation drop because I forgot to do this part because I always forget something when calling us in here. Uh, so digitally this week, God knows what comes to stores. Uh, Dirt 3 for the PlayStation 3, Metrico for the Vita, MotoGP 13 for the Vita, Road Not Taken for PS4, which I'm so stoked about. Yeah. I think it's going to be a puzzle game. Might not mm-hmm. be everybody's cup of tea, but it looks like a lot of fun. And like I said, PlayStation Plus, so whatever. Sacred 3 on PlayStation 3, Tabletop Racing on Vita, The Swapper on PS4, PS3, and Vita, and then Ultimate Street Fighter 4 on PlayStation 3. It's a good week. It's a great yeah. week. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Not one of those like junk weeks where you no. get a bunch of garbage you don't care about. This is a good week. It, I, you know, it's always a good week here. Remember, only play for an hour a day. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll strengthen your brain or something. <laughs> or something. You, can, you moved objects with your head. Who yeah. the hell knows? So some college we forgot the name of. <laughs> um, Brian. Hey, what's up? As I said, you're one of the most requested podcasts beyond ever-rotating third chair members. Thank you. That's very nice of them. For exactly. Thanks, guys. Yeah, uh, I do what uh, I can here. Another one coming up by the ranks. Burning up the ranks Yeah, is the Reverend Jared Petty. Yeah, he's, he's, Everyone I mean, likes he's him. got that great voice. He's got that NPR kind of voice. Do you like Reverend Jared yeah. Petty? You're a fan of him and his yes. ghost stories like and his Jared. craziness? Yeah, that was a great story. Uh, Jared Petty has a plea for the Beyond listeners. Okay. And I'm going to insert it here. Now, here's the thing. If you're watching the video, or if you're, I guess if you're listening to the podcast, if you're watching the video... You're locked in. It's too late for you. If you're listening to MP3, I'm going to put a picture of Jared Petty and slowly zoom in on his face. <laughs> so you probably want to watch this. Oh, in the okay. I, w- I thought you said in the MP3, you're going to zoom in on a picture of his face. No, I'm telling you, if you're listening <laughs> you to MP3, that? and you're that's crazy. <laughs> Everyone has a shared experience. <laughs> Cars are flipping off the roads. 
<laughs> All right, Jared Petty, tell them what they need. Greetings, fellow PlayStation fans. Beyond listeners like you are the most passionate members in the IGN community. And that's why I'm asking you for help. IGN Wikis is looking for contributors who both know games and love games. Big games, small games, PlayStation, Vita, any platform. If there's a game coming out soon that you're passionate about, or an old game that you think didn't get the attention it deserved, head to IGN.com wikis and start clicking on the edit button. When you made your contributions, shoot me a message at jpetty at IGN.com, let me know about them, and be sure to include some links. I got my start at IGN writing for Community and Wikis, and other IGN staff like Chris Abbott, Marty Slavin, Colin Moriarty all began their careers here as guide writers. If your work is top-notch, you'll get noticed. So dive in and make your voice heard. And thanks for the huge support you get beyond and IGN in general. Y'all really are the best fan community in the world. Now say beyond. Beyond. Thanks, Jared. Everybody go sign up for IGN Wikis. I totally agree with everything he's, he said. He's, he's asking for help for the wikis. Yeah, that's People why should I, go, That's what you agree with? Yeah, except for that one part at the end was a little str- strange. The racial slurs? Yeah. Paul Black writes into beyond at IGN.com and says beyond. Beyond. Yeah. That was a bad segue. <laughs> <laughs> racial what? slurs to Paul Black. Oh, hey, funny. Keep it moving. I, keep it locked. Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. What's up, Greg? Colin A. And f- cross his fingers. Brian Altano? Yeah. Misspelled hey. your name, but he's a fan. You're close enough. All right, good. I'll make this quick, as I'm sure you've had an onslaught of the same question in the last 24 hours. But just in case, hell has frozen over, and no one asked. With the recent incredible news of the announcement to bring Bioshock to iOS, would right. it be possible that this version of the game could be ported to the PlayStation Vita in the future? I agree that the Vita ha- already has a vast library of outstanding titles, but getting to visit Rapture on my handheld would admittedly be a dream come true. Keep up the good work beyond Paul Black. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. <laughs> uh, Mitchell, yeah. are, you, are you briefed on this news? Yes, I am. You've been tra- tell everybody the news then. Um, so just the, uh, the iOS thing? Yeah. yeah. That they are like remaking the original Bioshock for the iPad. Right. They have mm-hmm. all the touch controls in there, downgrade the visuals a little bit sure. so you get the full Bioshock experience on the iPad. Right. Done. That was the news. He did a good job, everybody. Yeah, that was great. I, yeah, I would love for it to come to Vita. This is a ama- first thing. Everybody jumped to the conclusions they started throwing out. Uh, Gabriel wrote in. He said, "Is this a sign of Western developers abandoning the Vita, or simply Sony dropped the ball? As this is another system seller like Borderlands 2." That's a packed up question, Gabriel. Yeah, but we can, um, we'll unpack it for you. I, I, well, this is this is the sign of Western developers uh, in embracing mobile more than than we ever thought they would. Uh, we saw signs of this a few years ago, and mm-hmm. people sort of said, you know, you, we'll never get real experiences on, on mobile. This is for games like, you know, Angry Birds and Cut the Rope and, right. you know, Flick the Square or whatever. Flick the Square! Come on <laughs> bury from, the dirt! From the makers of Knob Switch comes Flick the Square Ninja and Bury cube. the Dirt! <laughs> Squawkle, the game where you make a square talk. You and I were talking about this yesterday, because yeah. we talk a lot. We're best friends. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that it's not as easy as we'd like it to be, probably, right? To make the iOS game come over to Vita. Yeah. Like, how long would it take? I don't know. We're, 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 we're BSing because we're not developers. A yeah, month? We don't know. Two months? I don't yeah. know. But even that, you're losing money and you figure you, gotta, you have to put, you have to assign buttons now to these touch controls. Do all mm-hmm. these different things, make it run a different rate, put trophies in. Da, 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 da. It's just too much of a hassle for the people doing this. And the reason I, I pretty much know this won't happen, and I say that hoping to be proven wrong in the next six months, is the fact that XCOM came to the mobile devices too, came to uh, uh, iPad as well. Right. And it was like, yes, I would love to get XCOM. Yeah, yeah. Wh- I'm blanking on what was the, what is the sub name of that one? Enemy Unknown. Yeah. Wasn't that the sequel or the follow up, or was it Enemy Unknown? What was the other one then? Because there was XCOM. Enemy Unknown, and then there was either another one or one before it. Cut the square. Cut, cut the square. XCOM, cut the square. <laughs> uh, whatever. Bury the dirt. 
The original new XCOM yeah. came uh, out on iPads. It has never come to Vita. Mm-hmm. And that would be an amazing game to have on the Vita because it's yeah. turn-based strategy and it was so much fun, yada, yada. But it never did. And it's just there's got to be this thing of, you know, where I always talk about the fact that the Vita is doing well enough. It's, you know, it's doing all right. Mm-hmm. and But the install base isn't there to make this worth 2K's time their money because there is money to go into porting these projects over. Whereas on the iPhone or the App Store or whatever, you put it up and you get everyone has this. Everyone can buy it. Yeah, and that's that's the sort of like weird chicken and egg thing that happens with uh, with with systems like this, right? Where it's like, well, it's not selling well enough to put something new on it. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, if you put something new on it, it would sell. Right, more. right, right. And that's this like kind of circle, but people kind of walk away from the whole thing. The reason uh, we wanted XCOM because it's awesome. Yeah, it didn't happen, and we were like, oh. The reason this is a twist of the knife is because right. Ken Levine got on stage at an E3 a couple years ago and said, oh, really? yeah, you guys. We're really excited about this thing, too. Bioshock Vita. <laughs> and then it never happened. Then they asked him in an interview recently, and he was like, oh, yeah, well, we wanted to do that, but we never Still actually Still locked up it. with the business guys. And it yeah, would have been right. like tactics. And it was like, ah, this uh, sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sounds like such an amazing game. Oh, that, was the, that was the other twist of the knife. He was like, but if we were to do it, here's yeah, how yeah. it would have gone. Yeah. yeah. And he gave this elevator pitch for this awesome original Bioshock game yeah. that we'll never see. Or maybe we will um that's why this kind of hurts because it's like oh you're making a, a bioshock for mobile devices mm-hmm. but not the one you kind of promised you were going to make a bioshock for. right right it so, hurts i don't know what to say other than like write letters maybe start petitions well see the thing about it yeah the thing about it is you know we're always talking to you guys to be vocal in a good way and be positive and talk you know tweet at people right like but to gabriel's thing he's talking about is this you know simply sony dropped the ball on another system seller like Sony had to have been caught off guard about this as well. It's not like 2K mm. is telling Sony what they're doing with their games and properties. No. And so hopefully, like, you, you talk, he calls out Borderlands. Of course, Borderlands happened in a roundabout way because of fan interaction, right? Yeah. Like, Randy said at one interview, like, oh, that'd be really cool, but who knows if it'll ever happen. And then he came on up at noon, you know, serendipitously. We got him in touch with Shuhei, got him in touch with Adam. That all started happening, and that game happened. And yeah. it happened mm-hmm. because people talked to the developer and the publishing arm, right? So if you want this to happen, you need to be tweeting at Adam Boys and 2K. You need to be saying, like, this is something we would want to see, and this is how we'd support it. Yeah, right? 100%. Let them know. Um, I don't think that... Actually... People looked at this as bad news for Vita. I don't feel that way. I think this, you know, what like kind of what you're implying. I think this is a, a good step. Like if if they're already figuring out how to port the code of this game to mobile devices, yeah. then that's one step closer than they were before any of this. So how well that translates to Vita, who knows? Again, we're not game developers. We have no idea. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, you know, let your local congressman yeah. know. You figure if they can downgrade it, well, not downgrade it. That might not be the right word. No, that's yeah. right. Can, it's if, downgraded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, if they can move it over to an iPad, it should be at least a little easier. To sure. No, yeah. and that's because the thing. Yeah, you're, you're, you feel like you're a half step away, but the problem is that there's these finicky jerks like Brian and I are going to be like, I don't want to use the Vita touchpad. I need sticks and I need yeah. this. And that's when yeah. it's like, well, we didn't build this version theoretically to yeah, do that I'm, to think I, like that and that's it's, it's kind of a bummer for me because I love Bioshock and I'd love to play it again but when mm-hmm. you tell me it's coming to iPad I'm like give me buttons and joysticks yeah. sorry you know maybe I'm old school that should be your next album title give me buttons and joysticks sorry maybe I'm old school no give me buttons <laughs> and joysticks okay <laughs> Jose writes in from Mexico City and says beyond guys beyond beyond I wanted to say thank you to everyone for all the content, laughs, and being trusted implicitly. Rapid Fire. Mitchell, favorite phrase ever heard in a podcast beyond? Ooh. Oh, man. I made a whole app about this. I know you did. <laughs> um, yeah, you should know better than most. Yeah. Oh, got it. The uh, Colin Moriarty, you were, you said something. Uh, um, oh, shoot. It was like, it was. Uh, Good job, the SS Moriarty. SS Moriarty is uh-huh. what it was. Um, 
you were like, the SS Moriarty stands tall, ready to defend the PlayStation honor, and you were like, dude, dude! Like, oh, it's a tugboat! It's a tugboat! <laughs> it was a tugboat, it was. Well, Colin can't have a battleship. Brian! Yeah? Have a game make you laugh to the tears, or what game you consider to be the funniest? Has a game um, ever made you laugh so hard you cried, and what is the game funniest game you ever played? It's not it's it's not a it's not a Sony game, but uh, that doesn't matter. Mar- Mario Kart is one of the games oh. that I I laugh like crazy screwing over my friends sure. in games like that. It is so much fun to me. Uh, same with Smash Brothers game. The game uh, couch local multiplayer games are the ones where I can screw somebody over and just laugh in their face. I have so much fun playing. <laughs> as long as I'm laughing in their face, I'm having yeah, a good one. Yeah. I mean, I, when we were playing, you and I played Super Mario 3D World together, mm-hmm. and you were just the ultimate troll. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's because it Jose would get so, so mad. It was so funny watching because some people take when you play multiplayer games like that, some people get so serious. Yeah, and I love laughing at those people yeah because you're supposed to have fun with this stuff yeah it's the whole thing with mario kart right yeah. like you can be uh, we're really good at mario kart yeah but you're gonna come in seventh once or twice because yeah. you're gonna get screwed over and then you could get really mad at it and you're like well it's a game where a, a turtle's driving a car so <laughs> I'm sure I greg which game makes you curse the most i saw you stream rogue legacy yesterday that's a tough one yeah because like you think about it and then they're out the door but i after i did i'm contemplating it after saying that lair Lair was the one where I was literally jumping at my desk, screaming at the TV, screaming. Oh, like angry frustration. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I, like, uh, recently, 1001 Spikes Mm, was the game where I was like, Are you playing Rogue Legacy? No, not yet. I I have a lot of curses there where everything's going well and then something screws up. You're like, God damn it. Yeah, I I heard good things and then you started ranting about it and I'm like, yeah, I got to get it. You got to get it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, And I meant to, sorry, on your question, just because I can do that because I'm talking, I wanted to give a shout out to South Park, Stick of Truth. That was still the funniest game I've ever played. Oh my god, yeah. 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 If you haven't played that, I mean that's that's easily in my running. Probably my one of my top three games this year. Mitchell, it's time for Minecraft Watch. Uh, as you know, I'm pretty stoked about the Vita version of Minecraft. Yeah. So are a lot of Beyond listeners. Serge writes in and says, Greetings, Greg, Colin, and the ever rotating third chair. Beyond. 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 For months now, we've been told the next gen Minecraft will come out in August. It is now August. Still <laughs> no sign of the game. Can you give me any insight or will it just drop out of the sky on a random Tuesday this month? Thank you, Serge. Serge, I went and I went and did some research for you, and I found a tweet from 4J Studios, who are the guys making the game. Mm-hmm. They say, "quote We're still fixing Minecraft Xbox One, Minecraft PS4, and Minecraft PS Vita bugs. We'll let you know when we hand it over to the cert testing teams." Okay. So, it's a, it's a way it's a ways out, weeks out for sure. Yeah. But here here's I'm gonna get we're gonna go down the hole because I pay a lot of attention to this. I go down the rabbit hole on the on the Minecraft stuff. So. There's here's what you need to be scared about. It should be insert by now. It's scary that it's not. That, yeah. that makes me start thinking you're getting in late August at best now. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Uh, on top of that, though, some people were emailing me yesterday and, and hit me up on the Twitter that GameStop had posted a thing saying August 18th for Minecraft on all the versions. Mm-hmm. I think that's a placeholder date. I don't think they're going to hit that, especially if it's not insert yet. If it's insert, you're not publishing this game in time on discs. Right. You're not pressing discs. Yeah, it's worth mentioning that uh, Amazon does that a lot, too. Like, yep. it's it's... That is not concrete. Like, don't mm-hmm. don't bet the farm. It's on just those a things. weird thing that they waited this long to put up a date, and now there's a date for it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one is that there was a European PlayStation trailer for the Vita that went out, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Hey, Vita's doing is going to be great," and yada yada. And there's all these great comings in September, and then one of the games they showed was Minecraft Vita. Okay. At first, I didn't want to get scared about it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to call out to the crowd, let everybody know there's something wrong here. I was the canary in the coal mine. I wasn't yeah. passed out yet, but. I thought I was hoping it was just like they put everything together because most of these games will be out in September. But this is getting me scared that it's going to be more like September. Mm. Yeah, and you know what's tough about that is that it, then it starts, it starts you know bumping heads with all of the fall games. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. well, I mean Minecraft really doesn't have to worry. 
No. Minecraft's going to plow ahead, but for us in our for time. For us for in our time. Yeah, that's what I mean. Minecraft will be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll be okay. You'd imagine that they would give you a little bit of a heads up with something like Minecraft, right? Yeah. They wouldn't just kind of shadow release it. Like, I mean, it's one of those things that yeah. I, to them, like, does it really matter? Once people that's hear true. it's out, like, I mean, what? It's The console versions have now officially outsold the PC version. Right. And yep. so, like, that sells like crazy no matter how late it's out. You know what I mean? Like, PlayStation 3 was incredibly late, and Xbox was late, and then... Uh, you also have to understand that Notch and the good old boys working on Minecraft don't mm-hmm. have, like, this long history of playing fair with console gamers and stuff like that, <laughs> right. and hitting release dates and stuff. They can do pretty much whatever they want over there, for better or worse, you know? So they can say, hey, it's out tomorrow. Or they can say, hey, it's out next year. I mean, hopefully we get somewhere in between those two dates, but we'll see. I think we'll know soon. Everybody follow at 4J Studios on Twitter, or follow me, and I'll keep retweeting. Tell them we sent you. Yeah. Uh, we have another Minecraft question from Scott. Of course, Brian, you and I yeah. do a weekly Let's Play of we Minecraft on we're, PS3. We're, we're in a very heated story arc right now. Right. We, yeah, way. it's a three-part series. We're yeah. in, part three comes out tomorrow. Yep. Every Wednesday, 11 a.m., we post them on IGN.com yep. and YouTube.com slash Minecraft IGN. Uh, we went into somebody's game. Yeah. This is what, this is what Scott's writing in about. Yeah. Scott says... The most meaningful question to me, would you visit my Minecraft world? I've had a lot of downtime being injured, and when I watched your Let's Play Minecraft, it reminded me of a great way to occupy myself. Thanks for that. It has an elaborate mansion in the sky, as well as a highway of water up there. There are water elevators to take you up into the sky and take you down into the sea to dig sites. There There is also no big yeti being held hostage in my world. Dude, we are coming. We over. have to go <laughs> yeah, see that. A, this is like when one of your friends is like, "Yo, you got to come to my vacation house this summer. We got a mansion and a pool, and there's a water slide, and there's a Jamba Juice." <laughs> Man, that's a that's a nice mansion. Weird list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, we Scott, we will totally come see yeah, you. Yeah, that sounds great. I will hit you up via email to see how we can reschedule that because we have to be on the line at the same time and yada yada yada. Yeah, and if you if you're not familiar with uh, uh, Greg and Brian play Minecraft, it's a, it's a weekly show we do that's sort of a lot of people have said it's sort of like our new podcast because it's basically just you and me hanging out talking while minecraft is happening Mm -hmm. and we're not experts we're not playing it well a lot of people write in angry like oh you hit the block no they don't they don't write in angry anymore now in the the originals now um but uh yeah go check that out if you if you're done with podcast beyond and you want something else that we do like you know on top of all the other i was gonna say i like like, we don't do enough podcasts right (laughs) uh time for my new favorite segment what is it, Mitchell? It is the uh, horrible PSN names, right? Yeah, horrible PSN name of oh, the week. Worst awesome. PlayStation Network name of the week. Uh, this one comes from Ross. He says, Beyond. 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 Longtime listener, first time writer. My PSN name has been Epic Dash, and then it's a capital P3N1S. So Epic Dash Penis. Oh. My PSN name has been Epic Penis for as long as I have owned a PlayStation. I also have an embarrassing story that goes along with this name. <laughs> In, two, in, two, in 2009, I started dating my current wife. He want he should probably rethink how he introduces his wife, by the way. His current wife. In 2009, I started dating my, my current wife. former wife. She and I are both PlayStation gamers, but while my console was housed in my room, hers was in the living room of her parents' home. We were only 18 at the time and still living with our parents. I'd love to just talk to him about his stories in general. I know. They're 18, living with their parents, <laughs> right they're the dating, they're current super knocking boots. <laughs> uh, one night, I turned on my console to play something, and my cell phone started ringing with my girlfriend's number on the caller ID. 35 minutes later, I got off the phone with her father, who was using the console to watch a movie with his parents, who were visiting from Montana, about 2,000 miles away. He was absolutely mortified when, during the movie Wally, a flash in the corner stated, Epic Penis is online. 
My wife still laughs about it to this day. And while her father got over it and now finds it as amusing as I do, her parents, or I'm sorry, her grandparents (laughs) still look at me with a little disgust. Thanks for everything you do in your time, Ross. Okay, best part of this story. He talked about this with this guy for 35 minutes. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine that phone call of the one-day father-in-law? The I current have, father-in-law? No, I haven't seen it. I don't know why it's, they call it that epic piece. No, no, it's not part of Wally. I know that movie's about weird stuff happening in the future, but that's not... Yes, it does belong on the garbage planet, and Wally should have cleaned it up with the rest of the trash, but... He, no, it's not my penis. It's just no. I don't know anymore. Get off the phone with me, Dad. That's awesome. I like that she must only have the one PlayStation Network friend, and they I know. just know. He's, she said that at some point, and like they're into the middle of this hour-long movie, and just mm-hmm. pops up. Awesome. Well, he should have just been like, "Oh, it's a random string of characters. What do you know, Grandpa's video games? Get off the phone. It's ones and zeros, bro." Oxford University said this is cool. Chill out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of Podcast Beyond. Thank we, you so much for joining us. We did it. Yeah, we did yeah, it. You okay. thought we you thought we'd die in here. Yeah, we, we usually, made it. We usually lose about one or two cast members by the end of each No, no, I, I do have to do pee we? really badly. Oh, really? Yeah, do okay. you? No. All right. We don't have to go together. We're all going to go to lunch, though. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for Podcast Beyond, episode 354. Remember, uh, we're an epic PlayStation family, and it's all because of you. Thank you so much for the million downloads in July. Continue to tell your friends and spread the words about us. Give us the iTunes reviews, all that stuff. We only get to do this because we're so big. So don't stop <laughs> making us big. Otherwise, it'll all go to hell real quick. Oh, man. Every Tuesday, the show post is an MP3 on IGN.com and your favorite podcast server of choice. Then every Wednesday, the video goes up on IGN.com. YouTube.com slash IGN and that free IGN PlayStation 4 app that you should also download. Remember, I need your help getting that stupid painting thing. Yeah. We're trying to win a PlayStation 4 for someone in here. Go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash beyond painting, all lowercase, to vote for me. I believe you can vote as many times as you want if you refresh your browser or something. So if you really want to get nuts about it, enjoy that. But you don't have to. Let's just try to win it for somebody. Yeah. Keep up with us on Twitter. I thought you were going somewhere. No, I was going to say, even if you don't <laughs> enter the contest with by emailing Greg, still vote, still click. Oh, sure, yeah, um, yeah. Win it, we're winning it for someone else in the Beyond Yeah, we're winning it for someone else. Even if you have a PS4 already, it'd be awesome to see Greg on that painting. So Yeah, well, that's happening. Yeah, that's yeah. Gonna, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> keep up with us on Twitter. Yep. I'm Game Over Greggy. IGN is IGN. Brian is Agent Bizzle. Yep. M Dog and I was free. What? Twenty four thirty eight. Everybody go because like again, a sophomore in high school with a, like, a billion Twitter followers. He's gonna do. He's gonna be doing well. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Mitchell. Thank you for Did you having have fun? Me. Yeah, this was awesome. As always, thank you for all your support and everything you do for us. You're welcome. We couldn't do it without you. Are you, you going to listen to this episode? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice way of saying no. Yeah. No, I am not going to listen to this. That, that's the podcasting. One, you, you know you're good at podcasting when you just, you're just like, no, nah, I only did I did it once. <laughs> I, I lived it. Yeah, I, lived, I was you, there. Did you listen to yours for a long time? Uh, here and there. I've listened, yeah. I've listened to my shows before. Yeah. Yeah, just to see what, you know. What horrible things I said. Yeah. Right. Well, that, well, that's when the alcohol's involved. Yeah. <laughs> then I really want to know well, what I said. Well, sometimes the episodes will pop up in the corner of my dad's television while he's watching Wally, and it's like a whole conversation. <laughs> Real quick, quick, before yeah. we go into the final song, I want to thank my dad, who, yeah. who brought me to thank San Thank you so Francisco, much for coming. Who supports me with all this weird stuff that I do. I yeah. decided to, you know, spend my youth uh, keeping track of your bets. Yeah. And he's supportive of that and supportive of the soundboard. Your app. dad's awesome. He yeah, came no, on. He was. You. If you, he, he's not Mike, so he can't. You can lean in if he wants, of course. But if he doesn't, it's fine. <laughs> he was on podcast beyond 300 we talked to him yes, a little bit was. there yeah. uh, you guys are one of my favorites I love I love the, how you guys work together and I love that you guys support each other so that's amazing yeah thank you guys and so thanks for coming. letting us borrow your son and thanks for not getting mad when you tell him to quit school <laughs> no. I mean, we don't mean it I know okay. he's not quitting school he's, like I said he's my uh, he's my investment 
<laughs> yeah, when all these apps take off, you'll take care of him. And this, this is actually uh, we're, we're starting our new initiative to get every podcast beyond fan on. Nope, no, we are so not. There's only a million. Of you have to you, if you do dedicated work for us for four years, then yeah, yeah you get to be on here. Yeah. Sorry, everybody else, but I mean, step up your game. This dude's killing you right now. Every podcast beyond ends in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up, where we play a song submitted by the community for the community. Uh, here's something: I've, there's a new way apparently that I never thought about to get make sure your song gets played mm-hmm. on Podcast Beyond. Give it to me in person. Oh wow! This guy Jay came to up at noon, and at the end, yeah. he shook my hand and gave me it on a thumb drive with his business card. Oh, so that's that's, really that's a easy easy win there. So here, this is Jay talking, ladies and gentlemen. He says, "This is a remix, a remix of Portis Heads." glory box from the early 90s that's a great song i've kept the original key of the song but reworked everything else enjoy beyond he the song is called glory box and then parentheses remix you can get it at echoaudio.com but it's e-k-h-o audio.com e-k-h-o audio.com awesome thanks for all the laughs you guys are awesome beyond jay it's our pleasure to play glory box the glory Glory box. box the remix. Yep. I always feel like at this point is when I just get off the rails. <laughs> yeah, I've kept it going for a solid hour of the show, and now I'm you just, just falling start putting apart. You just putting all these random L's, L's. in every word. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Blake. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, here comes Glory Box the remix. Beyond. 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 Simple what you see and what you get. Bleh, 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 bleh. Well, almost. I was going to say, you're fucking killing it.
Yeah, <laughs> there went that. There went that. So sorry about that. No problem. I can do an edit for it if you want to just pick it up. Uh, you really don't mind? I don't want to make it complicated. Okay. Okay, I will cool. put all of this at the end of the show, though. This entire uncut section. That's right. Okay, that works for me. Right. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.